What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Latina Lady Podcast that is untamed, uncensored, and always unapologetic. Today, we talk to Alejandra Hernandez. She's a wife, educator, doctoral student, YouTuber, and mom of three, soon to be four. And we talk about juggling it all as a mom, all of our endeavors, and how to handle all the hats we wear. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hi, babe. How are you? Honey, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad. You look really nice. Thank you. You look beautiful. I just saw your photos on Instagram of your shoot. You look stunning. You look amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of those pictures. I just felt so empowered. Like, I don't know, like my body... I don't know. I, I I teared up a little bit when I saw them because I was like, oh my God. I even told my husband, oh, I don't look, I don't look bad. <laughs> I don't know. I was so proud of those pictures. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. No, honey. You let me tell you something. You killed, you served that photo shoot. I love those photos. And you should feel baby number four, you should feel powerful. <laughs> Shoot. And congratulations. Are you, how far along? I mean, how much time do you have left? I'm 30 weeks pregnant. So 10 more weeks to go. Very nice. Oh my God. You must be so excited. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, actually. Very good. Very excited for my fourth baby. I've always wanted to have a big family. So gracias a Dios after my um, infertility struggles. Now that it's the four babies, they ask me, does this baby plan? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 they asked me for every baby. Was it planned? Yeah, like I think nowadays you kind of plan your babies, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I I definitely planned my baby. Um, he just came like three months earlier than I had planned, but I planned him. You know, he was. <laughs> I plan on having him, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was um, it was a very very big uh. It wasn't a surprise, but it was a surprise. Like I, cause I was on birth control for three years and my doctor told me it was going to take three months, you know, like let it exit your system and then give it time, have a menstrual cycle, you know? So I'm thinking, okay, you know, whatever. And I'm in my, I'm in the office talking to him and he's like, oh, like we like, here's the schedule, whatever. Cause I told him like, oh, March. So this was in January. So I was like, oh, like, I really want to start trying in March. And then, you know, he was like, okay, great. And I forgot I peed in the cup when I went and then he came back he was like you're pregnant and I was like no <laughs> I was like no way <laughs> well that's a sweet surprise for sure yeah no it was uh it was it was the best surprise but yeah so that's amazing I'm so excited for you and I pray that you have a beautiful delivery a safe delivery and and uh that everything that you both are healthy and perfect when uh when they when they come yeah, because that's super, super important. So let's hop right in because I know, I mean, I feel like we're like twin sisters. I mean, you're so busy. You do so many things. And I feel like I do so many things. Like, I just feel like I just be like, you have so many things going on. Like, and I, I caught your YouTube channel with your family. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. So <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, you're you're a student you're a doctoral student so why don't you talk a little bit about that like just tell me about your life like you just do so many things I know from experience it's just a lot to handle and you got three babies 
I only got one. <laughs> so, I don't know how. So I'm hoping to like, I'm going to jot down some gems because I do plan on having a big family as well. So, I mean, I'm here to learn, girl. How do you balance your life? <laughs> you know what? My husband says a reference that I absolutely love because they ask us that a lot. And he said, well, you know, because they tell us the babies are small. Like my oldest one is three. So I have a three, two, one, happy new year. <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to have another one but they're like well how do you do it and then my because with the sleep and everything and he says you know what it kind of feels like when you're in a pool and it's like super cold and then you just kind of get used to it like what as time progresses you kind of get used to it yeah. and I'm like, oh that's like a good reference because I don't know like every time we leave like the the different stages like that now they sleep through the night then another baby comes in and I don't know like I, I guess since we're used to it it doesn't feel to us like a lot because they're all very young okay. it's not like they were out of diapers and then we started all over again mm -hmm. but most definitely yeah our plates are are full both for me and my husband and thankfully I mean I wouldn't change it for the world um but it really has been a process like it I feel like I still don't have it all together and I don't think I ever will I think as they go through different stages like right now my oldest is in the toddler stage where now he's in, in like a preschool stage where he can talk and now we're learning new things, you know, like now it's different. It's no longer like, oh, you just give him a pacifier or just give him this, give him that. No, like their needs change. So I think it's just been a process and it's just been different stages. And um, I've had to change to make a lot of changes definitely to my mentality, like how I live. And one of those big changes that I'm very, very grateful for is the the stigma that uh, in our cultura, a lot of husbands have or carry with themselves or a lot of wives have that carry with themselves really where the husband um, works and doesn't really participate in changing the baby, changing diapers, just the feeding, cooking, cleaning, doing all those things. And I'm just blessed because my husband and I are breaking those stigmas and we're trying to break those generational curses. And thanks to him, I'm able to do a lot of things. He encourages me to do them. Um, and not, not that I need his permission, but most definitely it's a matter of teamwork in this case. And that's how we take it. And I, I really, I give credit to, to my husband and to just breaking those stigmas that a lot of times our culture carries. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to really give props to my husband for that because man, he helps a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Cause I feel, I feel the same way. I, I say to my husband all the time, like, you know, like I feel as though, like, just as a person, I'm a lot of I'm a lot of woman, I feel. And I always tell him this and I say, you know, and I do a lot. Like I, every new idea, I, I pop, it pops into my head. And I, you know, it, I, like I have to do it, whether it's a podcast or starting a business or whatever. And it's just like, I have to do these things. And I just, you know, like I say to him all the time, I say, I, I, I can be me a hundred percent because you let me. And it's not about permission. Like you said, it's about the simple fact that, my husband knows exactly who I am and he never, ever will try to deter me or he'll never try to like, you know, snuff out what I want or whatever. I mean, if anything, when I tell my husband, like, you know, I told him I wanted to start a podcast. I mean, this was 
2020 you know he's on his phone like looking up like how to start a podcast and like different platforms and channels so that's the kind of person he is and you know like even now like I mean my son's taking a nap thank goodness but um you know my baby wakes up my husband is there to take care of him so I can do this and and so I totally feel you like but there are so many women that don't have a partner like that that allows them to just be them or to do the things that they love or you know like I love the fact that I go get my lashes done and my nails done it takes like two hours you know but that's my time that's for me you know and it's just it makes me like if like like you said I that's why I feel you so much because I don't have to think about my son because he's with his dad but a lot of people don't feel that way and they don't have that like I love when people go oh where's the baby is daddy babysitting and it's like no no daddy's not babysitting daddy's taking care of his baby it's not babysitting you know what I'm saying like I I'm not babysitting <laughs> I don't babysit <laughs> you know like parenting yeah they're definitely they're parenting and, and you know what a lot of times it doesn't even have to be a husband like it can be your mom mm-hmm. your sister your brother and um I'm glad you brought up the the vlog because that's what I say in the vlog I'm like you know what you need a support person like and the support person doesn't a lot of times I agree with you there's there's women out there that that don't have a, a support person as a husband or as a as a partner a significant other but it doesn't necessarily have to be that I mean it, it, I I know I can even count on my mom like but of course uh I can count on her but I'd rather count on my, on my husband yeah. <laughs> but it can always be somebody else even I don't know your best friend mm-hmm. it can be different people but I think that we need that time for ourselves and it's been it was a hard transition for me to realize that and it took me two trials to realize that like my self-care like you said like the doing your lashes doing your hair was important it it's to me it's not even like a luxury to me it's a necessity it's something where you have to do it like you have to feel good because you can pour from an empty cup and I I just believe that it's it's crucial that your support person understands that that they give you a little bit of time and that you're okay with yourself because you don't want to feel miserable while you're taking care of your babies. And if you don't take care of yourself, I think that's what's going to happen. And to me, I when I became a mom, I kind of let myself go because I became so busy um, being a mom. I was breastfeeding. And I mean, you know how breastfeeding is too. Like it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's just so much. And then I became a teacher. That's one of the day I got hired as a teacher. I was doing my last semester of my master's degree and I had panic attacks. I had anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. It, it was just terrible where I had to realize that there has to be a balance. And then after that, I kind of let myself go a little bit more again, but that was, I think that one was forced because it was COVID. Like nothing was open. I couldn't go do my hair or my mm-hmm. nails. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time I had my second baby and I ended up getting postpartum depression so that goes to tell you that it is important that's where I said you know what this is crucial I cannot miss it like I need to go out there and I need to take care of myself and the the beauty is just the beginning of it if 
that to me that's what makes me feel good but it doesn't necessarily have to be beauty appointments or doing your hair and your makeup like it doesn't have to be costly it could be little things like going to target and getting yourself a starbucks and just going around the aisles looking at the everything putting the three dollar spot which is like <laughs> Girl. Like yes. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. Oh, yes, I feel you. Like, and you know, you're right. It is, you know, it's so crucial. And you're right, it doesn't have to be beautiful. But I mean, that that's what feeds me. Like, like you said, like that's you know, like just grooming myself and like pampering myself, like that makes me feel really good. But you know, like just even journaling or just taking a shower, you know, that doesn't last like two minutes. Like I can sit there and I can wash my hair. I could do a hair mask. I can just sit in the, or just let the shower just pour on top of me. And it's quiet, you know, like just little things like that. Like, you know, like you said, it's crucial and it's, and it's so important. And like, you know, I don't think, well, I I do know that there are a lot of women that actually don't have time to practice self-care. I mean, you know, and it goes back to what you said about having that support person and you're right it doesn't have to be you know your lover or whatever it can be family or friends and it's just like just but a lot of women don't it sucks but a lot of women don't even have that and I know so many women that you know let themselves go in so many ways and they kind of lose themselves when they become a mom and it is easy to do so it's it's like you just your whole mind just, it's like just tunnel vision. And then you, you're focusing on this one little thing, this one little person and everything else just goes out the window. I mean, like, you know, I I remember when I came home from the hospital, I remember like my days were just blurred. Like I, I, and there were times where I didn't even brush my teeth or I forgot to take a shower or like, and it was just that I just forgot. And I could, I just didn't have the, like my brain just didn't even, you know, and it's just, it's, it's so important to just, you know, schedule even like five minutes, just journal or make yourself a nice cup of coffee or med- whatever self-care looks like to you. Cause it looks so different for so many people. And, you know, and you said postpartum depression, I'm not going to lie to you. I was terrified because I suffer from depression on a normal basis, but when I got pregnant, I was so scared about getting postpartum depression because I've heard, you know, the stories and I've seen it get even worse than postpartum depression. I'm telling you, I was terrified and thank, I I thank God that I didn't get it. Um, but I don't, I don't think I would ever wish that on anybody. Like I, but it should be talked about and it should be normalized because it is so normal and it's so common and you know how so how was that for you I mean if if you don't mind sharing like how was that experience for you and how how'd you come out of how'd you come out of it how did you find the the power I guess to you know come out of that depression or did you have help was it you know like what kind of like what did that journey look like for you because I know that could be so helpful for so many women as well. Yeah, well, for for my postpartum depression journey, like I'm going to go ahead and say that it was like a even prepartum depression. I kind of started with something and then it linked once I had the baby. And what happened was that it was my second baby. And a month before I had the baby, I started feeling mom guilt. 
because oh. I was replacing, I felt like I was replacing my son. Mm. Like I didn't have enough time with my son alone before I even had my daughter. Like I was bringing, like, I hate to say, but I felt like I was bringing like a stranger into our lives mm. and my time was no longer going to be for just my son. So I started feeling the guilt, like, oh my God, it's already going to be a month. Um, 36 weeks pregnant. Oh my God, two, two more, four more weeks that I have my baby for myself. Like I started seeing it like that. And my, my, my mind, I don't know, like it just shifted into guilt. I, I felt guilt. So that happened before. Once I had my baby girl, I was in love with her. Those feelings completely went away. But as I was saying that that's when COVID happened. So I had to cancel uh, some of my maternity shoots. I had to cancel my baby shower. Um, I wanted my mom and my husband to be there in the delivery room with me. And at this point, it was only going to be my husband and he couldn't leave the room at all. No one was going to be able to visit me after. Um, I don't know, just so many things that that happened that restricted me from from feeling, I don't know, like that beautiful maternity feeling like when, when you're pregnant and when you deliver. And so once we brought the baby home that we were completely isolated and there was just nothing really that I could do to maintain my self-care except for being in the house and breastfeeding I I don't know I, I just felt like I was drowning I wasn't sleeping I unfortunately suffered uh, from mastitis I'm, I'm very fortunate that when I breastfeed I make a lot of milk I naturally make a lot but it, it can also come with repercussions like getting mastitis and mastitis I do not wish it on anybody within the span of a month that I had my daughter I had mastitis three times like I had, I was having fevers. I, I just, I wasn't enjoying it at all. And I would see my son um, waking up with us in the middle of the night with my daughter, because my daughter, like, I'm not going to diss on my kids, but she was a difficult baby. <laughs> like when she was little, she wouldn't sleep. Mucho. Like it, it, it was just, it was difficult. It was a difficult transition from one to two. And that's what led me go into the postpartum depression. I felt guilty and I felt alone isolated even though my husband was there with me it was just hard for me and they ended up referring me to a specialist but of course everything was closed at the time so I couldn't even go they were early figuring out how to do the zoom how to do all of that it was COVID was barely starting and that was very rough like it just was very very rough so it was difficult to leave that stage of postpartum depression but the best thing that that I did to recover from that is just be in the outdoors. Like at that point, at least here in my city, they weren't even letting us be outdoors. It wasn't until a month that they said, okay, you can be outdoors and you can walk in the park, but the playground's gonna be closed and you have to be separated. Like it was just so restricted. Like I, I think it was very, very hard for me at that stage because COVID was barely starting and it, it, we just took a hit with that. But as far as other moms that have come to me that tell me, you know what, I'm feeling like this and, and I'm going through this, I tell them, go outdoors. Like, I, I think that's something that is powerful, like just being out there, seeing other people, seeing life happening, yeah. being able to, to indulge in self-care, in self even though in your postpartum, you don't really want to go out with your baby or even yourself because you're still recovering. But doing things at the house, like if you want to watch your show for a little while or or YouTube or journaling I think journaling is powerful I think it's something that's powerful because you can always write down even what you're grateful for mm. 
being able to to know what am I grateful for taking our vitamins drinking a lot of water I think that's what really helped me through and just talking on the phone a lot with my mom Mm -hmm. having conversations with my husband he would ask me well what are you feeling and he would reassure me I would say I feel guilty because um, Rubencito my son is not sleeping because Valentina is waking us up in the middle of the night okay well you don't have to worry because you know it's just I go back to my husband he helped me through it as well like it was just a very a very tough process and I really wouldn't wish it upon anybody I had postpartum depression and mastitis at the same time it was it was awful girl yeah (laughs) oh my god no that doesn't sound like a good time at all that sounds (laughs) oh my goodness no I Oh my goodness. That just sounds that, I mean, it sounds like one of my, actually, it sounds like one of my girlfriends. Um, she just had her baby too. Uh, and she was going through the same thing and, and I felt so bad. And, and that sounds like such, such a heavy toll to have on a, on a mom. And I mean, I know the transition from one to two is that alone is crazy. I mean, I, you know, um, I, I plan on going through it myself, but I, you know, just that. And then COVID did so many things to so many people and that isolation, I know, I mean, even for my, my husband's cousin, such an outgoing young kid, and he was going to go to college for football and, and he was this crazy athlete and he was so talented and then boom, COVID and like, he couldn't play football anymore. And then, you know, with sports, once you don't play it for a long time, then it's hard to get back into it. And everything just fell apart for, for him, for so many people. And that sent him into a depression. And now he's a completely different kid. Like he was so outgoing and he was always outside and always in the pool. Now he's just inside all the time in his room, play, like whatever. And it's just, and for just to feel that with a, with a brand new baby, you're recovering, you're transitioning from one to two. Oh Lord, that does not sound like a good time. And I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sounds like a, oh, that's what sounds so awful. I just, I feel so terrible. And, and, but it's, well, COVID is not common. It would happen with the global pandemic. No one expected to go through that. But I mean, even, I mean, it goes back to, to what you said before that pre partum depression, like, you know, I know so many women that had to, my girlfriend had to cancel because she was pregnant at the time as well. And she had to cancel her baby shower and it was her first baby. And, you know, actually, actually my God sister too, my God sister pregnant with her son, her first baby. And, you know, she was going to cancel her baby shower and, um, this was around the time where COVID was still kind of strong, where we didn't really know what was going to happen in the next couple of months. Like it could get a little bit better, it could get worse. And I had to tell her, I said, listen, like, even if you invite 10 people, like it, this is your first baby. And like, even we, even if we have to drive by, like I, I will drive two and a half hours, go to Queens. I'll drive by you. I'll blow you a kiss. I'll give you a gift, but at least you do something. Like I know so many of my, of my friends, they did like drive through baby showers and it was really sweet and whatever. And it just like, you know, it breaks my heart. And like, when I was pregnant, 2021, it was, 
things were getting better, but like there were still like little restrictions here and there. And, but it was nothing like when the pandemic first hit and everyone was just so, it was just, you were forced into this like bubble that you cannot get out of. And that just sounds, I mean, that just sounds crazy, but I'm so glad you recovered. And then you had another baby. Yeah. And I just kept having babies to make up for that one time I had to cancel (laughs) my baby shower and my maternity shoots. Yeah. (laughs) No, but truly I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad I went through that because it's kind of what led me to everything that we go through, I think leads you to like that mentality where you're like, okay, I already went through that. Now I know what I need. Like Mm -hmm. it's a process. Now I know that for me, I, my self-care includes, I need to get out there and I need to go do my hair. I need to go to Target and just, I don't know, like isolate, not, not isolate. Cause I'm not like, I'm at, at a store, but just being able to debrief with yourself. I just knowing that that's something that I needed. And then of course it helped me with my other babies. Um, because when I had my third baby, the transition was just much, much better. I kind of knew what to do. And thank God I didn't get mastitis that third time around. So I was just very grateful that it kind of helped me. And now I even get to, to tell other, other women, my mommy friends that ask me, Hey, this happened to me. What do I do? I I'm just able to do that. So I mean, I, I really did not like that time in my life. I did not wish it upon anybody, but for any mom that does go through that, like a, a crucial thing that I am going to say is don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like we, we are not, um, we, we don't have to be super moms and we don't have to be the person that is the strongest at, on the contrary. Like you're strong. If you let yourself be vulnerable and say, I need help. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And it does give you, I mean, it, it does, what, what everything that, that we go through in life, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, you know, these situations might be hard and they might be, um, you know, they might put you in a headspace and they're very challenging and they're very trying, you know, like these situations that, that, you know, that we have no control over sometimes they they, they challenge us and they push our mental state, our, our, they, they push our spirit, they push our heart, they, they put us into situations that make us incredibly uncomfortable and kind of feel stuck almost too, because you don't know how to navigate this space because you've never been through it before. And so that in in, in and of itself is a challenge. And then, you know, but unfortunate, well, fortunately and unfortunately, the silver lining is that yes, because you went through these things, you can help so many other people. And also too, you kind of, you're, unfortunately, you're kind of also ready for it too, because you know that it could be a possibility that it could happen again. And now you know how to navigate it because you went through it and you're not going to feel so lost if it does happen again. And not only that, but you know, you don't know if you're a support person for someone too. Like you could be saving someone else's life and their spirit because you already have been through these things. And, you know, like, even for myself, when I, you know, when we eventually decide to have another baby, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, like I got this, like first time mom stuff. Like I've been there, done that. 
but I don't know what it's like with two babies and I don't know how to navigate that space and it's going to be trying and it's going to be difficult and you know like and it's just so important to ask for help I think a lot of especially especially in our culture it's very difficult to ask for help because it's something that is not talked about like it's almost just like you'll be all right you know what I mean or 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 you know go for a walk or go take a nap or you'll be fine or you know like it's just something that I think like mental health I think in our generation now especially with younger women it's becoming more important especially when we're talking to our family and talking to our children to break those those generational issues that have happened because I know in my family mental health doesn't exist like it doesn't anxiety depression anger issue nothing it it doesn't exist you know what i'm saying and so like you know the 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 older that we get and when we have our children we're not able to educate them and give them all the things that we needed also but you know asking for help and just talking even should I talk to myself all the time, even if you just talk for a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? And just like self-talk and, and just give yourself that. Cause sometimes, I mean, you know, I feel like I'm like super smart. So I feel like I'm talking to the smartest person I know, which is me. So I could help myself in a lot of ways. So I talk to myself and I, I do, you know, I do self-checks and I do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but no, it, you know, reaching out and just asking for that support is super important. And, and it makes you more resilient to, you know, everything else that, that happens, you know, and now, now that things are open back up again. And so are you still, are you still teaching and do you like go to the schools or is it like still remote? Like what, what's your you know, like, how is that, how is that transition, like going back into the, into the world after, you know, recovering from PPD and all that stuff? You know what, and it, because I keep having, <laughs> I keep having babies right now, um, we decided to, my family, well, my husband and I, that's my family, because my kids didn't really have a say, but yeah. that at least for now, um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be going back to the classroom, at least I, I want to take the time to have my baby hmm. and not worry about going into the classroom because um, I'm not a person to, um, to diss on anybody, but so I'm not going to go a lot into detail, but I am going to say that it was not very safe. Um, and I know that it comes at the cost of, of COVID is something that was new. Uh, the world hadn't experienced the pandemic and we were just, I think, not very well prepared. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, that wasn't the, the better fit for my family at the moment. So at least uh, I, I didn't come back this school year for that reason to because I'm gonna have the baby as the school year starts so I don't want to worry about that so no I'm not gonna be teaching right now but when I did go back into the classroom after COVID and after having my babies and and all of that um, it was a difficult transition because uh, it wasn't the the very safest place we were still ex experimenting there was still a lot of cases coming through here and there if one student gets sick everybody gets sick and it, it's it's just like that so yeah we, we decided that it was just 
the best fit for us to take to take care of our family our babies are very young and we're very glad though that they already approved vaccines i i, I don't know if if you're pro vaccines or not we are so we were very very grateful now we're like okay well at least now there's something you know but yeah. my little baby like the little baby can't get vaccines yet um so yeah that's what we're gonna do right now but we are very busy or both of us are because we're both in school with the doctoral me with the doctoral and my husband is actually going to be a teacher too he's about to finish his his bachelor's degree as well so it was just the best fit because girl <laughs> there's so many appointments with three babies mm -hmm. there's dentists there's pediatric they get sick it's it, it's just speech therapy because also because of COVID the babies were isolated that it affected that aspect of them it just yeah we we have to recover from all of that mm -hmm. and there's just so much to do and now I'm blessed because now I'm able to work on our blog mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorite hobbies right now I I think I I always want to be busy like I put myself in a situation where I say oh my god I'm so busy but I put myself there like I take on all these things yeah and then complain about it later <laughs> But yeah, I, so yeah. To be busy. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, uh, I do the same thing. I do so many different things. I mean, I, I, and then I get anxious and I get overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my god, I, I packed my whole day, and and I'm just like, oh my goodness. But then if I'm not busy, I feel like you know, I'm like this. I'm like, okay, like I got to do something. Like I can't, you know, I get like itchy. Like I have to do something. But you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it. That's a lot. Well, I mean at least you have the the professional knowledge and and you know to to help your children with that because i do know i do know that that was a big thing too with the speech with the speech therapy and actually i uh, my son watches miss rachel on youtube and she does that i love her because she works with that a lot too and you know like you're right i mean it was such a big big issue and um yeah, no, so there's just a lot to recover from, but so you both are students. That's crazy. That and school is a whole other monster. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, but I, that listen, with the and vlogging, that's a full-time job. YouTube is a full-time job. I it it <laughs> I don't care what anybody says because my, so my husband, he rides um motorcycles. And so there's like a community out there on YouTube and it's moto vlogging and he really is into it now and, and he loves doing it. And, and, you know, he got his GoPro and his, all his equipment and whatever, but the editing, he just, it drives him nuts. So I edit all of his videos and job. that's what to me, that's the hardest part. Yeah. I actually, so. Yeah, so my so my background is in graphic design, but I do a lot of editing and I do a lot of branding and I do and I used to do YouTube like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I edit all of his videos and it's honest for me, editing his videos takes like like sometimes 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It's not because I'm very quick with it. Like I just boom, boom, boom. And like, it's done at his music transitions, all that fun stuff. And like, yeah, that's it. It's done at his intro with the music, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I edit his videos, but I mean, even like, like editing to me is the easy part. The one, the, the part that I can't ever do successfully is like record. I just, I don't know why I'm so bad. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> so that's why like, I wanted to get into the vlogging game, but I'm so bad at it. I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> I said, let me, this is not for me. Let me stay in my lane because this, <laughs> this is not it for me. So <laughs> I let my husband do it. I'm like, go ahead, babe, do your thing. I'll edit for you. I'll be a guest, but that's it. No, I can't. Mm -mm. But I love your YouTube. Like you said, like stay in your lane. But I mean, if you can edit, like you're a very creative girl. I also saw your pages and yeah, you're you're amazing. I'm I'm blessed. Thank you for, for having me because No, of course. No, of course. Oh my goodness. Like I when I put put it out there to to you know have guests on the show, like, you know, I really just wanted to because I get I mean, the emails I get are kind of crazy sometimes from people who want to be on the show. Um, but I turn a lot, <laughs> but I turn a lot of them down because um, I don't know. I don't get a good. I'm all about energy and I'm all about vibe. And I, with a lot of the emails that I get from like these people, these because I'm not talking to the person, I'm talking to like their team. And I don't know, to me, I'm like, for me, no matter how big this gets or how, whatever, I don't know, like having your people talk to my people. I don't really like, I don't mess with that stuff. I don't like that. Just talk to me, like just one-on-one. -on -one, I want to talk to the source, to the person. And that's why, like, you know, I was just DMing because when I put it out there and, you know, initially I got so many emails and then I realized my email that I sent out to everybody totally went into spam or whatever. So I was like, okay, enough. I Because I wanted to talk to real women. I wanted to talk to, and women who have followings who are very popular. I mean, look at you on your, on your YouTube channel. Women who are very popular, but real everyday Latinas who are mothers, not mothers, wives, not wives, entrepreneurs, career women, YouTubers, women who who uh, I, uh, I, last week, a, a woman who um, owns her own practice, she's like, my, she's our age. I mean, she's so incredibly young. She owns her own private practice, um, you know, and it's just amazing. So first, I just want to thank you for being on the show because, you know, just I'm learning a lot already because this is, this is great for when I want to have more babies and I'm, you know, whatever, and juggling my life. Um, but, 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 you know, yeah, it's just a blessing that I get to I get to talk to so many incredible women and and just on the vibe alone, I was like, okay, like usually I'll do like a kickoff call, um, talk about what we're gonna talk about. But I was like, no, I was like, I think this is gonna be fine. And we just record. And so I I really love having um, you know, talking to you and, and having women on the show. And it's just it's been really, really amazing. But um, so I think to uh we can I really want to ask, I really want you to, two things. One, so I know we talked a little bit about how you love self-care and like how you indulge in it for yourself. So uh, aside from, you know, cause I'm all into the beauty thing too. I mean, my hair, my nails, my lashes, you know, but like what other ways do you practice self-care and how in the world do you how do you find the time to prioritize yourself 
in your life because you know one baby two baby three you're about to be a mom of four beautiful babies and you know finding the time to put yourself first has to be difficult now you know so how do you do that how do you put yourself first in a world where your little ones are your whole life and take up every second of your day and you know what a lot of it is i i wake up early every every day i try and wake up early and i know that it shouldn't be that way like where okay you you you're super mom all day and then you get a little bit of time during the night for yourself like i i've always been an early bird so it, it's been easy for me i've i've worked since i was 17 years old even now that i'm not coming back um to teaching i still like waking up early it's just who, who i am how how i am so waking up early has really helped me a lot. Um, I wake up early and I do little things here and there that I wouldn't be able to do if I'm with the kids or that I probably will feel guilty to do. Like, I don't know, like watch a show, mm. um, just be on my phone, check my email, go to social media, get uh, ideas right now that we're with the blog. To me, self-care is planning for it. Like planning the content what am I gonna say what am I gonna do editing even though it's hard but to me that, that that's another way that I'm able to to I don't know get something else done that I wouldn't be able to do with the kids because I mean you know that I, I know that it, even though editing comes easier for you it's still not easy like concentrating mm -hmm. but doing that um, very recently because my self-care routines I guess very ba based on my stage in life but Right now, what I'm doing is uh, we unfortunately caught COVID last month. And I don't know if it's to, to do. Yeah, it's going around again. But um, I don't know if it, has, if it has to do with COVID. I kind of insist that it has to do with COVID. But I started getting varicose veins in my legs. Um, and I had never gotten that before. And this is my fourth pregnancy. So I read on a lot of things that I can do to not get rid of them but like to manage and to avoid a blood clot or something so in the mornings i'm just, i just take the time to dry brush and it's kind of refreshing like i just sit down i dry brush i take my time i drink my cafecito in the morning or right now lately my craving has been um the topo chicos like carbonated water like i just i love doing that <laughs> um definitely journaling um every time i run my mommy errands it's like multitasking like I'm running errands, but at the same time, I'm by myself. And to me, that's self-care, like being in the car, getting my Starbucks, going and running an errand and just doing doing that. Um, something else that, that we do, and it's with, like, it's with family, but still, like, consider it self-care, is our prayers. Um, we say our prayers with our babies at the end of the night. And then after we say the prayers with the babies, I mean, my husband and I go to bed and we say our own prayers and we say we we've made it a thing where we say three things that we were grateful for during the day and it makes us think back to what happened during the day and instead of focusing on the wrong even when there's still terrible days and it's hard and we kind of see it like well i'm kind of grateful that i'm alive <laughs> you know like you don't even know like what to say <laughs> but taking the time to do that like talking the kids are already asleep um, going to church, like going to church to us, like even though again we're with the kids, but they do go to their to their class, like with their teachers and everything. But 
going to church. That's something else that I consider self-care. Recently, also because of the pregnancy, I've been going to a chiropractor. Um, The visits are very short. It doesn't take that long. But I've been going to a chiropractor to do the the adjustment. And I don't know, like, it it just, I feel like I'm kind of like pampering myself when I go to the I love, I love my chiropractor. Let me tell you, I, my, my son was growing so fast. I like my body couldn't keep up. Like I like, so when we transitioned him into the crib, I just felt like I was always hunched over and I was always like singing to him in the crib. My lower back, it it was destroyed. So I said, let me go to chiropractor girl when he cracks my neck and my back and my he did my leg and my thigh oh my the best feeling so yes I feel you on a spiritual level because my chiropractor and me (laughs) he was my everything (laughs) listen I'm just grateful for the chiropractor no honestly like so to me I consider that self-care I'm like Oh, time for some self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it feels so good. And I mean, the hips and you just feel loose, you know, you feel ready for the day. You feel loose. And, and, you know, I, God, I love my chiropractor, but yeah, I mean, there are so many different ways and, you know, you said so many things that I love because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I think they kind of misconstrue self-care and they always think it's only beauty and skincare and your nails and your hair, but like even working on your business, working on your vlog, working on your passions, investing in yourself, like that is just, that, that's, that, that's so fulfilling and it's fulfilling to myself as well. I mean, like, and I do what you do. I try to get up early or like every day problem is though like I'll wake up early and then my son I don't know if he could smell me I don't know what the deal is he's, he's up like he's like oh mommy's up I'm up so now we're gonna whatever so so sometimes like at night that's kind of my time too like but you know I um I I wanted to dissect a little bit because you because you brought it up a couple times mom guilt and I I got it. To, I don't know if I've ever felt it. I, I I think sometimes I definitely have like when I'm like when actually when I'm out getting my nails done or something like when I'm pampering myself, I do feel mom guilt. I'm like, like, I feel guilty for going out and doing that. But I feel like when I'm running an errand, which I also love doing, yeah. I kind of feel like because I'm, I don't know, because I'm like getting something for my son, I don't feel as guilty that I'm out like you know what I mean but like I you know but if I'm out doing my hair or my nails or my lashes like I feel guilty and I don't know why I feel guilty but like I can't stand it and even guilty for doing other things like you know I mean I'm blessed to be able to work from home um you know but even like working mothers going into the office like I work in Times Square uh, so that to right now is like an hour and a half away. And if I had to go into the office every day and leave my son with someone like, I know so many other moms would be like, why are you doing that? Why are you leaving your son or whatever? And a lot of women like to make other women feel guilty. Um, like as if we don't feel guilty enough on our own. And I just, I, I'd like, you know, I'm trying to get over it. 
but I don't really think you get over it, you know, because that's your baby and you want to be with your baby, but we got to stop feeling guilty. And I, but it's hard because I, guilt, I don't know, it looks different in so many ways. Like when my son wasn't sleeping through the night from like five months until like two weeks ago, he, um, (laughs) (laughs) two weeks ago, girl, listen, when that five month mark hit, I don't know what happened. My son was sleeping 10 hours and I was, I felt good. I was like, yes, I figured it out. Like I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt, and then he woke up every like three hours. I was like, what did I do wrong? And I had to start sleep training, which was awful because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And then like, he's, 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 he's 10 months now, you know, two, three weeks ago, he started sleeping through the night. And I think I sleep trained him by accident because, (laughs) (laughs) because I like, anytime he cried, like I would leave him in there to cry and I would wait like 10 minutes. And then I would go and like comfort him and give him a bottle, change his diaper. And then that, that lasted for like a couple of months where it was just like one time in the night, give him a bottle, change his diaper. He was good to go. But um, he wouldn't self-soothe. Like he didn't know how to do that. So I think I did it by accident because I accidentally would mute his um, monitor. So I would go to sleep and I didn't hear him all night. So even if he cried, I couldn't hear him. And then I woke up in the morning. I was like, oh my God, I muted it. I felt felt awful. But it was like 7.30 and I had a full night. (laughs) And I looked in the monitor and I was like, oh my gosh he's still sleeping and I, my brain would just, I just couldn't even freaking believe it. So yeah, like three weeks ago, but I think I did it by accident, but it worked, you know? <laughs> so, it worked. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I felt awful. Cause I'm like, Oh, my baby was crying and I didn't hear him. Cause I muted him by accident. You know, I mean, whatever, but we did it. So yeah, three weeks ago, we good. started sleeping like eight hours. <laughs> so, Lord have mercy. But yeah. So I remember when he would wake up in the middle of the night and there was this one night where he cried and cried and cried and he didn't stop crying until I started to cry. So I was just holding him and I was so tired. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning and he woke up at like midnight. He was up for like three hours already and he's screaming and screaming. And I was just like, so I started crying. And then the moment I started crying and I had a nervous breakdown, and like my husband woke up and he was like, babe, I was like, he started, he stopped, he stopped crying. He stopped crying. He went to sleep. I was like, maybe I should cry more often. Maybe I yeah. should have a breakdown. <laughs> and then like the, the frustration sometimes that we feel, you know, like I felt like I wasn't doing good enough because he wasn't going to sleep and he wasn't staying asleep. And then I would get frustrated. And then I felt guilty that I was frustrated because he, he doesn't know. And I have to kind of teach him. And it was just a cyclical like domino effect of feeling guilty and it's like honestly I thought about it I was like what happens when I have another one what am I gonna I'm gonna explode (laughs) I can't I can't do this like no you'll learn you'll learn because the the guilt there's always gonna be some guilt and I'm telling you because I I have felt guilty before and more more especially like during COVID when I realized that my son had a speech delay because we're just in a in a bubble and well we yeah. couldn't 
couldn't do much but it really wasn't our fault it's just that there's things that are out of our control and we don't have to feel guilty for that but but I do do that too like with, if I'm doing my hair my nails because these are appointments that are not like an hour long and they're like I mean they could even last five hours you're like there all day so by the time you get home I don't know like you even when you're out there you're like oh my god what are my babies doing I could be with a baby but that's where I think we just have to realize that this is not something that we do every day like like I said self-care comes in many different ways like you can do things early in the morning when they're sleeping but these things of getting your hair done and your nails and your pedicure and things like that. These are things that are not often, but I can tell you too, because I've done the working mom and the stay at home mom too. When I was a working mom, I agree with you. People would even try to make me feel guilty. Um, especially when I would pump, it was like, Oh, so what is your baby going to drink if you're breastfeeding? Oh, well, I left some like milk, you know, from a bottle. Oh, like, like if they felt sorry for me, and I was just like, no, like, cause I had to, I had to work. Obviously right now our arrangement is different because we're, it is a whole different, different baby. We're going to have our fourth baby and yeah, it's going to be complete. And I'm doing my doctoral degree, but back then that was our arrangement. But a lot of women do that too. And I think what we can also do as women ourselves is just give that support. Like if we know that um, someone just became a mom, I, I, I try and do it. I, I haven't been very consistent, but I've tried to send messages like, hey, how are you doing? Um, how's your baby? Are you struggling with anything? Like just putting yourself out there and just reaching out because I think we don't do that enough. Um, and a lot of times, just because we see that women are posting all these pictures with their baby, um, because that's, I guess, where we communicate now, like in social media, and we see that they're posting and they're happy and they're this and they're that, but a social media post doesn't, it, it does not say at all, the background of what is truly going on and what the person was truly going through. So I think we could do that. And as far as the guilt, there's so many other guilts out there that I know moms can have like, like with speech. I know a lot of moms that, that because of COVID they've had speech delays and they're like, Oh my God, it's, it's my fault. Um, a lot of times they, they, the, the doctors will uh, kind of scare you mm. and tell you that certain aspects are signs of the, the delay can be signs of autism or, or yeah. something else. Um, but there's just so much, so many things that are not in our control, even what they eat. A lot of times we feel guilty if we're just so busy that we, I have to feed them frozen chicken nuggets and they love them. Like they love the dinosaur nuggets, but I feel guilty. I'm like, Oh my God, they ate frozen chicken nuggets. Like I should have cooked a meal. Yeah you just feel guilty for it but there's just so many things that we have to keep in mind as moms that like I said even though we take on a lot like we're not super moms like some things gotta give there's things that are in our best interest and and things that are not and the the best part is that our babies love us and we love them and they're happy like as long as we're not neglecting our babies purposely um and we know that we're doing our best, like you, that, that's what you need to know. Like you need to be able to say, you know what, today didn't go very well because I fed my, my son frozen chicken nuggets 
uh, for lunch, breakfast, and lunch, breakfast, 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 lunch, dinner. <laughs> but you know what? I got this done and I was doing my best and I was about to break down, but I didn't. And at times it's even, it's even healthy to, to break down and to ask for help and to say, you know what? Right now I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling this. I need to talk about it. That's something that, that sometimes you just need to talk to somebody and let it out and vent and say, this is what's going on. I feel this because of this and this because of this. And in reality, it's just, I think it's just what it is. We're always going to have a guilt for something, whether it be us taking some time, whether it be, am I doing enough as a mom? Like, am I, am I, giving them the right opportunities, education, or am I keeping them enough with me? Like sometimes I struggle with that too, because I'm that type of mom. I'm a mama bear. Like I, I just want my kids <laughs> with me. I don't trust a lot of people um, or, or people around my kids. So I, and I, I do struggle with that. And it's something that I have to work on, but I'm the type of person that I'm like, no, the kids are going to stay with me. And when we go out, no, but I'm going to take care of them. No, but like, I'm always there. Yeah. And my husband tells me when I leave at night and I tell him that I feel guilty. He's like, Mija, just go do your hair. Like, don't even worry about the kids. They need time with me too. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, just go, like, give us some, give us a break from you. Like even my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's true. Like I need to kind of let, go a little bit but I just think the guilt is all there's always gonna be something always but there's just all the faces that that we go through and just keeping in mind that we're doing our best and to me that's what matters we're doing our best to be the best mom mm -hmm. for our babies the best version of ourselves for them yeah no I agree 100% and you have to forgive yourself and give yourself a little grace and allow yourself to be human. You know, even though you are taking care of a little human and you're guiding them and you're being a wife and you're being a mom and a sister and a, and a, and, and a daughter and, and a businesswoman and a student and all this stuff, you know, at the end of the day, we are still human and we do pick, we take a lot on and not even things that we choose to take on like our careers and our personal pursuits and entrepreneurial endeavors and things like that just a lot of things come our way that like you said are out of our control and as long as we are able to handle our give ourselves grace forgive ourselves and then and understand our limits and understand our what we can take and where we then need to say, okay, like I can't take on anymore. Like I, I need to, you know, like recognizing that we now need a break and, you know, cause even just a small 10 minute reset sometimes is all I personally need to get back on it. And now I feel refreshed and I feel great. And so I think that that's, I think that that's perfect that, you know, at the end of the day, we are doing our very best for our children because, and I'm just like you, I'm a mama bear. Like no one can shit, no one can breathe near my son. Like I get very like, I, I get like crazy, you know, like then I'm just like, even, and then COVID like, you know, cause I'm vaccinated, my husband vaccinated, but my son, I'm like, 
no. Like, I mean, all his other shots, yeah, but like COVID, I'm like, let's wait a couple of years for that vaccine. You know, I'm okay to get it, but you're, you know, like you're brand new still. I'm like, no, but, <laughs> and I don't even think they have a baby shot. So I'm like, no. Um, but, you know, even that, like, I'm like, you know, even though he's almost one and he has all his shots, I'm like, wash your hands. Cause I don't know what you've been touching. Don't touch my baby. Like, don't, like, I can't, like I get very, you know, and I, you know, it's exhausting but it's also the best feeling in the world. And like you said, the only thing that we can do is do our best, do our best for our babies and do our best for ourselves and give support where we need it. You know, like sometimes my village is on Instagram. My girlfriend who is in California, I've never met her in my life. She's one of my great, she's a great friend to me and she's a mom of two and she helps me, um, you know, and I reached out to her cause she suffered from postpartum depression. And, you know, I reach out to her all the time and we talk and, you know, we just like uplift each other. And so it's great to have that community and to offer that to women. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, you know, that's all we can do is just to be ourselves, uh, to be our best or try to be our best selves, do our best to be our best, you know, but yeah, but that's, um, but that's all we can do. And, um, and I think that everyone or all the moms who listen to this episode today are going to feel, you know, super like in the community and not feel like they're alone and, 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 you know, that they can relate to so many things that we talked about and, you know, um, just feel like, you know, that they're not doing anything wrong and that it's okay to feel guilty because it's going to happen or, it's okay to take care of yourself and it's okay to put yourself first sometimes. And, you know, I think that that's, that's my goal is for my show to touch other women, especially, especially women of color, Latinas and black women. And, um, for them to feel like that they're not alone in, in this world. And, and that, you know, a lot of women, we are the same and we go through a lot of the same things and cause it's so easy to feel by yourself. And, you know, I think that so many women can appreciate this episode and I thank you for coming on and, and, you know, getting so vulnerable, especially with, you know, talking about your postpartum depression and, you know, thank you for taking the time. And I know you're in your last trimester, girl, I feel you, I know. (laughs) And like, so I thank you so much and, um, and congratulations again, you look beautiful. You look perfect. And um, like I said earlier, I pray that you have a beautiful delivery and a speedy recovery. And you're, I'm very excited. I can't wait until you share your beautiful baby. Um, but again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And um, we will definitely talk, talk again, but uh, I'll let you go. I'm getting my baby. I know you're shifting in that chair. You. <laughs> it was a baby. I a lot of like, and I get those round ligament pains and the Braxton Hicks at the same time. And I'm like, mm, I'm like suffering in silence. Yeah, no, I, you know what? That's why you need to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, put your feet up, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much for having me. Truly, I, I'm blessed and I'm honored to to be able to talk to another mom that like like you said, we're, we're twins. We're just like taking we're taking on so much and we're both mama bears and we uh both that's also my my wish is to empower other women uh with my experience because truly i think our experiences can also serve as 
as a motivation to others mm-hmm. and an inspiration to others. And thank you for this blog, this blog. <laughs> My pregnancy. Break. Oh, that's okay, honey. I still have it. I'm not even pregnant, but I still, I still got it. Podcast. Sorry for this podcast. I appreciate that 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 you have it, and and again, honored honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, honey. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye, babe. Bye, sweetheart.